Hello, and welcome to Disney Minus, the podcast where we watch all of the slop available to us on Disney+. Plus. I'm Nero, and let's just get all of the jokes out of the way, all the tired old jokes. <clears throat> it's like a mech. What if Remy pulled his hair while he was fucking? Wouldn't that be funny? If, it, if Remy jacked him off using the hair mech, would it be like if he fucked the rat? Bestiality. All right, we've gotten all that out of the way. I feel like I've, I feel like I've actually seen someone having drawn that because, of course, uh, I'm Steven, and I am actually being controlled by a tiny podcaster. I'm Cat, and Steven stole my bit, so Steven ships me ah! and Sora. I do not. What? <laughs> okay. Another thing we should get out of the way right now, Cat. Um, I hope this movie wasn't too hard on you because I know how you have a. Um, traumatic past with french bread with french bread oh uh, you know what <laughs> i had to look away a few times i'll be honest so <laughs> like thank you steven i had managed to block out that memory but thank you for reminding me you're welcome we watched ratatouille the uh eighth fi- uh film produced by pixar yes so eighth one and uh, this is my choice because I wanted to watch it and revisit it again, and it's pretty good. I like this one. There's definitely one, one thing I, I knew about that I you know didn't pick up on the first time, but obviously uh, in the future people have brought it up. There is there is a weird moral judgment on stealing in this. Yeah, right. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, this this is a Brad Bird film, so we know that he has viewpoints that can bleed into his films. Um, but it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird little through line, but, uh, this is Ratatouille, 2007. Uh, we, we all know the, the, we all know the, the conceit behind this one. It's uh what if a rat wanted to be a chef and piloted a man like a meat mech? <laughs> I mean, it's literally. And, <clears throat> and episode title. And um, you, uh, meat. And this one, I you know, this one is about. It's a lot about food. It's a lot about cooking. It's a lot about being very French. <laughs> yes, and yet not a single. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah. It's was... also about why do you hate your child enough to name him after a pasta? <laughs> Two pastas. Yeah, that's right. A pasta and a sauce. This man's name is Alfredo Linguini. Oh shit, that's right. So technically, it's named after a pasta and a sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So, which means his mom delicious, was Renata. Why would you name your child that? As I'm I trying said, to look up what Renata is. Written and directed by Brad Bird. Like naming your kid Colonel Secret Recipe. Oh. <laughs> uh, Renata is a brand of pasta. Okay, so yeah, it was doomed from the start. Apparently, this was the second highest grossing animated film of 2007. Would anyone like to hazard a guess as to what the highest grossing? Animated film of 2007 is. Uh, um, was year. it one of the Shreks? Highest grossing animated film or just film? Here? Animated film. It was the sixth highest grossing film of, all, of 2007. But... Oy. uh, What came out that year? Was it Shrek? It was a Shrek. It was Shrek the third. The third hey! I, was like, I, thought, I was like, wait a second. The first Shrek came out way before that. Yeah, no, but it was a Shrek. Um... That was a pretty solid one. It was okay. Was it? A Shrek. I, My name is... General wisdom okay. is that Shrek the Third is the worst one. 
uh, I didn't mind it so bad. I mean, one and two were still the standard, but the third one oh, yeah. wasn't too horrible. It's not like once. I like Justin Timberlake get his ass handed to him. <laughs> well, there is that. There's a weird scene where Shrek imagines himself being like mobbed by babies on a boat. Yes. Which, is, which happens. That is, I remember I that. That is a very strange dream spot. So. Yeah. He is an ogre, so. I thought he was an onion. Yeah, same difference. We have got some casting to go over. We this, do. This there are people. Movie has quite a cast. So main characters, we have Patton Oswalt as Remy. Yeah. Which is really funny because his stand-up routines are notoriously not kid-friendly. But he's actually... Oh, okay. Then in this one, he's like, hey, this is something kids can actually watch. We have Lou, Lou Romano. I know that. Lou name. Romano know that? as Alfredo Linguini. Um... He's just a guy who's done a bunch of fucking voice acting and uh, animation work. He's at Leica right f- now, apparently. Who the fuck was Bernie Crop in The Incredibles? Who? I don't know. Apparently he played someone named Bernie Crop. We also have uh, Bilbo Baggins as a bad guy. Oh, yeah. we have, So that's uh, Ian Holm, yeah, as, as Skinner. Oh, the teacher. Um, Dash's oh. teacher was Bernie Crop. Oh, okay. Right. So there's that, I guess. Brian Denny as Remy's dad, who's apparently <laughs> named Django. Yep. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Django, but then he's got sons named Emil and Remy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Emil, that's Peter Son, uh, who I, I recognize his voice. He's apparently a, a, a storyboard artist and, and director who pops up in a lot of Pixar's uh, voices. There you go. Uh, Brad Garrett was uh, Chef Gusto. Yep. Peter O'Toole is Anton Ego. That's a big one. That's a big. Uh, that's a big. That's a quite a big name there. Janine Garofalo as Colette. Yeah. And uh, Will Arnett as Horst, which is interesting. He's like one of my favorite characters. <laughs> He's great. Okay, it took me a second. I forgot I who Horst was. I killed a man first. with this thumb. And of yeah. course, Rats- John Ratzenberger is in there. Uh, he's one of the random chefs whose names I can never remember because they don't really matter. Doesn't matter. Um, and Brad Bird makes a cameo as Ego's butler. Oh, okay. He's named Ambrister Mignon. Hell of a name. So, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started on a little summary here. Uh, one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing is, I I did not realize how much time was spent uh, outside of Paris in this movie. It's like thirty minutes. Huh. Quite a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The opening, yeah. Of uh, yeah, it always lasts longer than I thought it would. And so we get introduced to Remy, who is well, get this. He's a he's a rat, but he's a little different than the other rats. He's not like other rats. He's not like other rats. He's got a developed taste, a sense of taste and smell. Hooray. Can I interject one thing really quick about casting? And it's relatively minor, but I just thought it's kind of a neat callback to something we've already done. Sure. No. Uh, Anton Ego, voiced by Peter O'Toole. Mm -hmm. He was originally going to be Sark in Tron. Huh. Huh. He backed out, though, because he found out that I mean, I don't know what else he was expecting, but a lot of the world was going to be done during post-production, and that's what made him back out of it. Ha! <laughs> he, he does seem that's like a man fair. who loves sets. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Old Hollywood and all. 
Yeah. He also has the record for the most Oscar nominations without a win. He's tied oh. to Glenn Close. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wait, Peter O'Toole has never won an Oscar. That doesn't seem right. Uh, Glenn Close hasn't? He got the Academy Honorary Award for his oh, career. Oh, fucking the Lifetime Loser Award. Okay. But he hasn't. He still, it looks like he holds the record for the most Oscar nominations without a win. And he's tied with Glenn Close, who she surprised me too when I saw that. It's fucked yeah. up. I'm not going to give... But, Anyway, just a quick, neat little aside I found. How the fuck are you not going to give Lawrence of Arabia an Oscar? What? Re- what? Really? Yes, Peter I'm O'Toole is Lawrence of Arabia. What oh, can I Lord. say? All right. People in charge of that are stupid. And, yeah. oh, they are. So, yeah, Remy, he's different than other rats. He's got taste. He's got smell. And he has a lot of thoughts about food and flavor that most other rats don't because they just eat whatever because they're rats. Yeah, they eat garbage. And they, no, they're not even that fancy. They just eat trash. All the rats, the, the rat clan is living in this <clears> old lady's <throat> attic. Uh, and over the course of the, you know, they have a rule. Don't go anywhere near the kitchen. But of course, Remy goes into the kitchen and eventually sees... Uh, some of Chef Gusteau's television program. Who were we? We're briefly the the film opens with a brief introduction to Gusteau. You get like seventy percent of his story, where it's like he was a a, a very well respected chef who had a five star restaurant in Paris and a great uh, a, a philosophy about how anyone can can cook. And that's yes. all you get at first. And then Remy says, "I'm anyone." Yep. Uh, there's a lightning incident involving a mushroom. Yeah. And then he's like, well, that shit ruled. We have to go in and actually, uh, do some more. We gotta, we gotta get cooking. Which, you know, also seems like it would be, like, a theme at some kind of fancy-ass restaurant. Like, oh, we don't put our shit in the oven. We have lightning generators in the back, and we just zap all of our food. I feel like I could see a place doing that. That's like... A gimmick for I mean, a fucking Las Vegas restaurant. That's not something that would happen in yeah, Paris. Yeah, there we go. Or something in Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Or that. They use Pikachu for a backup generator in the in one of the first episodes. Yeah, they did, didn't they? So, Emil, his brother, is just kind of going along with this. Because he, he, he's described as, like, he doesn't really get much. But, you know, he's he just wants to be included. Um, he's just happy to be here. And this is where Remy learns that Gusto died disgraced after a critic named Anton Ego left a scathing review of his restaurant. Which is wild. He, he went down from five stars to four stars. And then after Gusto died, they took off another star. So, oh my god, it's only a three-star restaurant. Oh no. Uh-oh. I wonder if that's really a tradition, but I also kind of don't want to take the time to look. So I'm just going to assume that it is. Right. That's so, why I could never own my own restaurant, is because I would have some critic come in and like try to give a bad review. I'd be like, okay, bitch, get in the kitchen and make it yourself. You make it better. Ha! So, <laughs> Remy kind of freaks out and accidentally reveals himself in a meal to this old woman who has an interesting way of dealing with rats, I would say. Yeah, like straight up warfare, you mean? Yeah, she grabs a shotgun and just starts blasting. Yeah, like... Literally to the point that in her blind rage, she shoots out her entire ceiling. Because, okay, which then, why not, lady? Which then reveals all of the rats living there, which that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario. 
Yep. Nope. Yep. Yeah, nope. I'm moving to a different house. Different country. Just to go. Just to get go. as far away as possible. <laughs> So, why do you want to immigrate to our country? Uh, my last home was infested by rats, and I can't live anywhere near it. Yeah, so. There's a lot of rats. <laughs> Few rats, I don't think you understand, infested. So she breaks out the gas, and yeah, it's, it's time for the clan. The clan has an escape plan. They have a, like a fleet of escape boats at yeah! a nearby uh, river. <laughs> and it's like... This is one of those things where, like, you, you always kind of have that with the Pixar movies that are about, like, small things like Toy Story and things like that. But how would this have gone unnoticed? Yeah, like, you, you'd think someone would stumble on the fucking tiny boat. Armada. The, like, the rat-sized yeah. boats. But, no, I guess not. So... Maybe he just never leaves her living room. Remy, like, he grabs Gusto's cookbook as he flees... And he gets uh, he gets separated from the rest of the clan and uh, goes the wrong way and you know has a has a water adventure, <laughs> yeah. And has a whole fucking like theme or uh, rap- uh, river rapid theme park ride ass section of this movie. And somehow this cookbook is not totally ruined yet after a trip through the sewers, but he eventually yeah. ends up in Paris and also starts seeing the ghostly apparition of. Chef Gusteau as his, like, conscience. Yeah, I love the part later on in the movie where they, like, specifically call that out. Like, it's definitely not the real Gusteau. No. Because he's like, how did you... Or, like, we'll get to it, but he's like, how did you not know that? And he's like, I'm a figment of your imagination. How would I know? <laughs> so he kind of travels around. We we There's a few funny uh, sight gags here. There's, there's, a, there's a dude painting a, a saucy picture of a lady in one apartment. There's like a woman holding a dude at gunpoint. Yeah. Um. And then like yeah, it, it's like a scene out of a fucking drama where it's like you don't have the guts to pull the trigger. And then you just hear a gunshot into the into the ceiling, and Remy goes back to look, and they're just making out furiously. <laughs> Which these two are credited as abusive boyfriend and abusive girlfriend, so that's that's Evan. fun. Match made in heaven. Something's or, going on there. Yeah. Match made somewhere. And uh, this is a, the, the, the first time where it's like, Remy finds like a crust of bread and Gusto's like, no, you can't steal. You're a cook. You have to make. Like, but, I don't know. But Gusto, starvation. Just let him eat the bread. Yeah. How's a cook supposed to cook on an empty stomach, you fucking idiot? Yeah. He's, yeah. Chef can't chef if he's dead. So he he eventually ends up at Gusto's, right? Like we get we get the big beautiful shot of the Paris skyline, uh, city of lights and all that, and he ends up at Gusto's, and he's like, "Oh my God, you guided me here!" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, on purpose." Let's go with that. And this is where we see the most nervous man who's ever lived. Oh my God. Um, we this man is anxiety incarnate. Yeah, like, people within uh, about my own anxiety. <laughs> people within like a 10 kilometer radius of him are more chill just by him existing so we see we see the the kitchen it's all crazy and everyone's doing stuff and people are yelling and then we see linguini like frozen to a seat and and st- looking around and like shaking like a fucking dog in the God. rain and we see skinner the diminutive uh, head chef of gusto's um and you know he's you can tell by looking at him he's already a prick 
Yeah. Yeah. This is the most French looking man he's ever lived. Um, <laughs> and Linguini introduces himself. He's He is apparently the son of one of Gusteau's old flames who recently passed away. And he's got yeah. uh, what he says is a letter of recommendation. Yeah, I do love the, the little introduction there where it's like, oh, how is your mother doing? Oh, well, you know, she's been better horse just leans in. She died. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. Um, and so yeah, Skinner at first is like, "How dare you?" It's it, it's so funny because Skinner, like, always jumps to conclusions all the time. He's like yelling about how he 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 won't hire yeah. someone as a chef just because of nepotism, and Holtz is like, "Just fucking take him on as a garbage boy, man." Like, he doesn't have to be the, a the chef. The letter said a job. He just has to work here. There's plenty of things he can do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. I suppose that does work. Yes. Mm. Duh, so he's he's made a garbage boy, and as as this is happening, Gusto's ghostly form is, is talking to Remy about like all of the quizzing him on all the different parts of a kitchen, right? Of like what's what's that guy do? What's that guy do? What's that guy do? Which every time I watch this movie, I tell myself I'm going to remember so that I will know the difference between different kinds of chefs. And then it immediately leaves my brain. Look, I will get. I will hold on to that information if I ever need it, which I have never needed before. So, exactly. As soon as I am held at gunpoint and someone tells me, asks me to like what the duties of all the different chefs are in a in a, in a French kitchen, maybe then it will come to me. But other, other, I have more important things to give space to in my brain, like the names of various. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> Which is most of it, um, and there during this time, he, this is when he sees Linguini just absolutely fucking up this soup. What is he doing? Yeah, what, dude? Just tell someone, hey, I accidentally knocked it over, and like, just dumping shit into it. He puts a whole green onion in there. Yeah, <laughs> what, buddy? Right in there. Um, and you I know, I saw this even before I started like getting more interested in cooking, and even I'm sitting there like this does not no. seem like it helped. <laughs> that's no. not yeah that's not how you fix things <laughs> so linguini yeah remy is trying to get out of here because he doesn't want to be like murdered because this is yeah. a kitchen but gusto's like ah but you know you know how to fix it be a cook. come on remy and he does he's he does it he becomes a cook he we get the whole thing where he's like putting the stuff in the soup and fixing it and and doing like acrobatics and then it cuts to Linguini just staring at him from a few inches uh, away. Yeah. Just, that shot lives rent free in my brain. Just like mystified at this cooking rat. This is when they're at someone's asking for the soup, so Linguini traps Remy under a colander. Um and Skinner realize you know skinner comes up to get the soup and then thinks that uh linguini has made it and while he's screaming at him uh someone just grabs the soup and takes it out without him knowing. sure why not and at this point linguini like entirely forgets how to use words yes because he's trying to tell skinner the guy's taking the soup we gotta stop him but it all just comes out oh, oh, oh yeah, skinner's, uh, skinner's just like red-faced screaming um <laughs> And eventually, you know, it's too late. So, but guess what? 
the soup is amazing, and the the lady out there sends her her compliments to the chef. Yeah, it turns out tomato bisque plus a bunch of random bullshit is actually good, I guess. Because that's the thing, is half of that pot was already an existing soup, and they just added to it. Yeah. And so, yeah, everyone thinks Linguini made it, and Linguini's not going to explain what happened. <laughs> it wasn't me, it was a rat. Insane. So, and this is apparently like the best thing that's happened to Gusto's in ages. No one, no one gives compliments to the chef anymore. Yeah. Um, and... Basically, Skinner gets bullied into making <laughs> Linguini a chef. At this point, Remy slips out and gets caught again by Linguini in a mason jar. Um, and Skinner's like, all right, kill it. And Linguini goes, right here? There's no idiot outside. You don't kill a rat in the kitchen. Do you realize what would happen if that ha- if anyone found out? Yeah. And by the way... Uh, Skinner assigns Linguini to under Colette's tutelage, who yes. is a, a no-nonsense, hard-ass lady chef. Also aside, because, um, you know, Colette, as we're about to see, obviously she had to fight really hard to get to her position because chef kitchens were and still are horrendously sexist, which is, mm-hmm. I find, hilarious as fuck, since men are always telling women, oh, get in the kitchen. But just in a yeah, little, that's the... in a little bit of meta, she's voiced by, as Nero mentioned, Janine Garofalo, who left the writing staff of Saturday Night Live after one season for pretty much the same thing. It was essentially a boys' club. Oh, it's incredible! Great, shocking. I I would never have success, suspected Saturday Night Live had a talk had, had a culture <laughs> right. of fucking toxic masculinity. How I mean, they employed Chevy Chase, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so, uh, and I think Jean Garofalo has a pretty good French accent, I think. I, I thought that yeah. Colette was voiced by a French actress for the longest time. Um, I know she does a really but good she's job. Excited, yeah. But she's excited to have Linguini under her. No. Which yeah. is, so, oh yeah, well, hey, listen, we'll, we'll get to that, because this, <laughs> well, this, is, this is another <laughs> example of, of Disney's femdom relationships. Um, <laughs> so... Linguini goes to dump the rat into the fucking river Seine. Yeah! But he knows... Even though he just saved your ass. He knows the rat has powers, and he can't do this. <laughs> he can't cook. He didn't do any of that shit, so he need, he's like, alright, I'll make you a deal. You, you help me, and I won't kill you. Like, we gotta work together, right? I don't want to kill you. And so at first, Remy, like, skitters off as soon as he's let go, but he feels guilty and ends up going back. <laughs> he starts to run and just looks back to see Linguini just completely devastated the and saddest, into his The hand. saddest boy in the world. <laughs> you can I do love that they... Island. I do love that they didn't go the talking animal route of, like, oh... He can understand. They can understand each other, so it works out. Like, nah. Yeah, no, they can't. They can't understand each other. Um, like when he just calls him Little Chef, he never calls him his name because he doesn't know his name. I mean, I guess maybe eventually yeah. Remy could learn to write. Tell him, but <laughs> Ooh. so spell his name out with pastries, macaroni. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> the next morning, I like I like that Remy makes them an om- makes them omelets. Yeah. He doesn't get to eat his, though. He doesn't get to eat his tiny rat-sized omelet before they have to get to work. Um, 
and this is where they're they're trying to figure it out. They they go through some trial and error um, of yeah. how to operate. Some wild shit going on here. Yeah, at first he just shoves Remy into his clothes, and that just results in him getting bitten a lot. <laughs> yeah, which by yeah, the way, Remy in his underwear at one point. Yeah, which by the way, the enjoy shot... all of those diseases, Linguini. Remy's yeah, a, right. Remy might be a cook, but he's still a rat. Sewer rat at that. Like, so holy shit. I hope you have you are up on your shots. But eventually, they figure out that by pulling on Linguini's hair, sure. Remy can puppeteer him. And so this is what they do. They 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 set it up. They and during all of this time, as they're as they're perfecting this, we get a montage of Colette training Linguini. And as I said, she is very aggressive uh, at first. Did anyone else wonder what kind of nerve disease Linguini might have to where pulling on the hair on his head can control the rest of his body? It's got a rare condition. Yeah, there's condition. some shit there that we got to figure out. Would have worked if it had. Called plot armoritis. There we go. So, but yeah, Colette uh, with her, in fairness, very helpful tips. Yeah, like keep your station clear, or I will fucking murder you and bury you in the back so that no one ever finds you. And she gets less I a, aggressive. I just had another on. weird thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Remy is able to control Linguini by pulling his hair, right? Correct. Yes. And if Linguini and Colette wound up in a relationship. Uh-huh. Well, that, well, that would never happen. Does the hair on. pulling only extend to Remy's influence is what I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder. So it's actually Colette dating a rat with a human surrogate in between. No, I mean, I think, I think what she's talking about is what if Colette likes pulling on hair and what would that, what would happen? Oh. What would happen? Oh, yes. Also that. <laughs> well, we'll learn, we'll learn all about that in Ratatouille. Well, like the number two. Oh, God, no. So... Linguini's profile is rising and rising uh, as he continues to be a, g- a good cook through Remy's puppeteering. All the while, we see that the reason Gusto's reputation is in the toilet is because Skinner has been slapping his face onto various uh, frozen meals. Yeah, literally anything that'll make money. Well, he's got, and it's like he's got a line of burritos, he's got a line of fried chicken, he's got a line of Chinese food, and all of them are are gusto in, like, culturally insensitive costumes. Oh my god. And he just loves it. But, who, the scene with all of them talking. Then, Skinner, like, decides to read the letter that Linguini came with, because he hadn't actually opened it. Um, but it turns out it's not actually a letter of recommendation. <laughs> it's a last will and testament of one <clears throat> Chef Gusto. Um, and as we learn, apparently the stipulation is that, um, unless an heir doesn't show up within two years of his death, okay, the the restaurant one the restaurant would pass to Skinner, but. Remy, or not Remy, Linguini is apparently Chef Gusto's son. And so this is where Skinner begins to fall into a spiral of paranoia. (laughs) This will completely destroy this man over the next hour and a half. Yes. I I assume that after the events of the movie, he threw himself off of a building or something. Because 
What do you right? do after all of this? Um, so he's like panicking. He's like, oh my God, he's here to take my restaurant. He's here to take my fucking empire from me. This, this guy, this, look at him and this scheming genius. And his lawyer is like, all right, <laughs> you need to calm down. We're just going to do some DNA. Chill, we don't dude. even know if this dude's even related to Gusto. This lady could be lying. We're just going to take some DNA and test it and see what happens. Perfectly okay. legal and fine. It's fine. Uh, and Linguini is like, he's feeling bad. He's, he, I mean, obviously, imposter syndrome is a real thing. But this time it's actually literally imposter syndrome because he is not doing any of this. Yeah, he is a puppet, and he cannot. Everyone's praising him and t- calling him an ex- the, a genius chef, and he's he's, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm great at cooking. I'm not being controlled by a tiny rodent. And everyone says that's a very specific <laughs> thing to say, Linguini. What? No. What? No. What? No. And he's he wants he wants to tell people, but obviously he can't because, well, we'll see why later. Um. <laughs> And this is when, during like a little break, he he he, he Remy has a union mandated break. I guess um, <laughs> he he's hanging out outside, and Linguini gets called into Skinner's office, and uh, Emil shows back up with uh, Remy, and and Remy tries once again to convince him that cooking is cool, but R- Emil just wants to see the pantry. He just wants to eat everything. Yeah. Meanwhile, and you know, it's not even. I like that they don't make Emil like deceptive or anything. Like, oh yeah, Remy, no. that's great. Let me just steal it. He's just like, nah, man. He's just kind of. You a, have fun cooking. That's cool doofus. with you. I just like to eat. He's just like, he's 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 even apologetic. Like, man, I wish I could understand what you understand, but it's just not clicking for me. Um, I just, but you know what? It is tasty. Skinner, meanwhile, is getting Linguini drunk as fuck. Yeah. Off of this good wine and this, this i forget at what point he becomes convinced of the rat thing but eventually he becomes convinced <clears throat> that linguini is like colluding with rats for some reason it's um it was during that first day when they were trying to figure out what was going on right and he had remy like up on a shelf so that they could talk he like saw him for like two seconds and yeah now he's just seeing rats everywhere yeah Fucking... Oh no, that's right. Like the first DNA sample comes back as like positive for rodent hair or some bullshit. Yeah, that, that's yeah. really what sends them over the edge. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's just trying to get Linguini to admit that he's a fraud, but all Linguini wants to do is drink more wine. Uh, Linguini <laughs> fucking <clears throat> passes out at the restaurant. Yeah, fuck. And the next morning, Remy, Remy comes in and finds him fucking sleeping on a mop. <clears throat> That's right, yeah. Yeah, because after getting him, like, drunk entirely off his ass, Skinner was like, all right, now clean up. Yep. And, if, oh, and Remy, like, Remy right. shows Emil the pantry, but he's like, hey, you can't tell anyone about this, okay? I don't really want to go And back. Emil's like... Oh, also, do, do they... Does Remy get... Uh, yeah, Remy gets brought back to the, the clan, right? Yeah. And, yeah, he gets here. Yeah, and everyone's okay. welcoming him back, and his dad's like, "Oh yeah, because his job—we forgot to mention—his job at the beginning of the movie was poison tester. Where yeah. He would just, yeah, where he would just sniff things and see if it was poisoned or not. And his dad says, "Yeah, it's been really hard finding a replacement for you." 
Yeah, just like hand wave the fact that a bunch of rats are now dead. I Definitely. Guess. Yeah, I wonder how many died. Uh, they went through a lot of poison testers because you know, if without Remy, you had to do it the old-fashioned way. Eat it and see if he dies. Yep. Um. So, but Remy is like, listen, I I have other stuff. I'll visit. I I have like a I have like a job now, Dad. I'm a chef. And his dad's like yeah. baffled by this. Generally, it's like, what? Well, you don't want to be what? Okay. The fuck, do you mean you got a job? He's like, all right, man. Whatever. <laughs> You'll be back eventually. This is, and then it's the next morning, and Remy has to fucking weekend at Bernie's linguini here. <laughs> fuck. He put he puts some fucking sunglasses on him and pilots him around while he's sleeping. At which point, of course, Colette shows up to talk because uh, she's she's kind of worried. She earlier when Linguini was brought into Skinner's office, she kind of you know she's looks kind of worried. And someone mentions, "Ooh, is he gonna fucking outstrip you? Is he gonna is he is he gonna steal your thunder again?" Because you know, se- sexist workplace. Girl. Um, yeah, and, but you know, at, at first she she just wants to know what what Skinner wanted to talk about, but she misinterprets. Linguini's slack-jawed sleeping as like <laughs> being too cool for her now, being like a dick. And Remy is attempting to like not have this budding relationship explode around him. So he's try he's trying his best, but he is, to be fair. It's difficult. He's like, come on, man, I can move you around, but I can't make you talk. Yeah, and then he snores in Colette's face, and she slaps him, which does wake Linguini up uh, to a bad situation. Yeah, wait, what? Because uh, Colette's about to storm off, and he runs out. It's like, no, wait, hang on, no, 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 no. <laughs> I need to tell you something. And I love, I love him talking himself up to show her the rat. Because it really does, it really, really does sound like he's about to show her his dick. Yeah, which is why she grabs, which is why she grabs the pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when he's uh, trying to tell her about it, and he's like, "I have this tiny little yeah, I have, I have a down. little chef." <laughs> and just the casual eye flick, she just glances down real quick. Yes, and like, and then, but then he points his, it's up here, and he points her head. She goes, oh, "Okay." <laughs> All um, right, sure. And to you have stop, a rash? I wonder if she thought he meant he had like a dildo under his hat or something. <laughs> it's my secret. <laughs> uh, but Re- Remy, <laughs> Remy, to stop Linguini from spilling the beans, shoves him against Colette, and they, you know, oh, they accidentally kiss, but then they start making out. And in fairness, like he was also kind of getting to that as well. Yeah, he was the oh, whole yeah, he does like say, I, I love you. your cooking. I love your work. Look, Colette, when you yell at me, it does things in my pants. Yeah, exactly. That's I've never what I'm felt saying. before. It's, it's the same thing as the, <laughs> as the guy from Herbie Rides Again. Fucking seriously, though. You know Linguini is getting pegged every night. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, they, they, they have a, a relationship now. Uh, Hooray! And Remy's secret continues to be safe. <laughs> How how far would you go to to keep people from finding out that you're a rat? Would you have a man seduce a woman? That's a way to put. Uh, that's, that's a certain way to put it. Seduce. I don't know if Linguini could seduce his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> Not really. 
<laughs> absolutely. So, no, absolutely not. This guy got no games. Yeah. A wet paper bag at that. God. Um, or if he did, it would be a sheer accident. Yeah, so there we go. Over over the course of we get another little montage of you know Remy getting tired of this fucking lovey dovey relationship. It's the classic <laughs> like, bro, we used to hang out. Now you got a fucking girlfriend. You're always wanting to hang out with her, man. What happened to us, dude? It used to be the about the cooking, bro. It used to be about the food, man. What happened to you? Um, and eventually, uh, Remy Emil comes back with his buddies who are all huge jacked rats yeah what <laughs> um and they're like we want so they want i told them about the pantry and uh remy's like fucking fine whatever uh and he he goes to let them in i don't care anymore but it turns out the pantry is locked tonight so he goes into skinner's office to uh to get the key and oh yeah that's right this is where it happens okay all of the gustos talk to him which is interesting. Yeah, this is wild. But then he finds the will and realizes the gravity of Linguini's situation. <laughs> and then Skinner walks in and sees a rat and it, it knows it's the rat and goes fucking ape shit. Yeah, and then imagine having a fucking chase across Paris and you're a tiny little man chasing a rat that has stolen some. the. The letter written by some lady that will lose you your job. He jumps onto a boat. Yeah! Yes, he does! Uh, but... There's a lot of shit happening in this chase scene. Holy crap. Remy eventually gets the, uh, the papers into Linguini's hands. And Colette reads them. And very quickly, Skinner is ejected. <laughs> they They burn... All of the Gusto frozen meals, like in a fucking yeah. bonfire. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, Lingu- Linguini's the man now. Linguini's the head chef. And as a res- people are trying to interview him, he's not very good at that. No, he's uh, he's bad at it. As a result, to of his this, credit, of course, people, everyone's a buzz about Gusto's, which brings its our uh, it to Anton Ego's attention. The theming of this dude's office. Holy shit. It's nuts. This dude's entire deal. His style. <laughs> Look, I like food, but also everything around me is death and terrible and destruction. I wonder I wonder if Brad Bird has any opinions about critics. Um, right. Oh, God. So, during a press conference where, once again, Remy is now feeling frustrated because, like... Linguini's getting all of the credit and his he's not getting anything. And it's like, well listen, man. Yeah. You had to understand. Like in fairness, he does like credit Colette as teaching him everything he knows, yeah. but like, come on, man. He's not gonna tell everyone, Oh, I'm being puppeteered by a rat. I'm being puppeteered by a genius <laughs> cooking rat. Honestly, like, we guys see seen what the happens. TikTok compilation of the guy who makes his dad dress up like ego. Yes! Does look yeah! like- <laughs> God. <laughs> it's awesome. His dad is so not amused, but it's awesome. <laughs> well, it's, it's per- so good. It's perfectly in character for Ego, then. Um, yeah. Speaking of, he shows up at this press conference and uh, yeah. challenges Linguini to a duel to the death, sort of. It's like, listen, yeah, fuck. every good chef needs a rival, and I'm your fucking rival, kid, so you better step it up. <laughs> I don't... Uh, and, and Linguini tries to roast him, right? 
where he's like, well, gee, for a, for a, uh, for a, a food critic, you, you seem pretty thin. He's like, I don't like food. I love food. And anything I don't love, I don't <laughs> swallow. <laughs> Just, there was, there was another food critic in this movie earlier. She's the one who, like, ate the soup and loved it and got everything going for him we never saw that lady because she doesn't matter she's not skinner or not she's not ego ego i lost his name for a second oh she was i think think they mentioned mentioned. yeah like her name was eclair or some shit so yeah the tensions are running high between linguini and remy um and eventually they blow up and linguini like kicks him out puts him on the curb you need to take a break little (laughs) chef we're, and then and guess what? Uh, Emil and the boys are here. <laughs> uh, and, the- and uh, you know, it's it's. I think his dad is here as well. And they're like, hey, we went into the pantry. And Remy's like, you know what? Go get everybody. Fuck it. Sure. Fuck it. Bring, every- no- bring everybody. I got nothing left to lose. Tell everyone. Because he's mad. Uh, also, Skinner is... Skinner has been stalking Linguini ever since he was ejected from the restaurant. Which really makes me wonder how much time is supposed to have passed. It's like a few months, probably. Yeah. Like a couple. Um, which we haven't even mentioned, you know, the, the lifespan of a rat is not... Not long. Long. Uh, <laughs> let, let, me, let me just do some, some quick Googling. How long do rats live in the wild? One to two years. However, uh, oh. if rats that are kept healthy as a family pet can live up to four years. So, oh, well, there we go. We'll, we'll still, give him that. He's been eating yes, good. Still not long, uh, frankly. <laughs> so we, we've got like two, we've got like two years in this thing tops, man. You're going to have to gotta figure something Fucking out. Puppeteering Linguini to make him like give his death rattle and shit. Good lord. <laughs> so, you know, the rats are here. They're they're getting ready to do their thing. And, of course, here's what I, you know, I will say this about Ratatouille that impresses me. Um, I feel like the conflict between the characters manages to not be contrived. I buy a lot of the emotions these characters are feeling. Because, you know, normally... The, the whole liar revealed thing it's like transparently fucking uh contrived and doesn't make any sense we just have to get there but i never felt that watching this movie yeah the scene here where where Rem, like linguini apologizes and then sees a you know horde of rats in the pantry <laughs> um and and kicks them off. yeah but like it all it it, fe- it didn't feel like unearned. It felt like no. I understand how we got here, and I understand why these characters are frustrated and and feel that way. Like it, it was it it's it's good storytelling is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, it's, especially like I mean it's played as you know being more wacky, obviously, but like especially Skinner for like the type of guy that they've set him up as. Yes. Yeah, I can see where being shown up by a rat would just completely unravel everything that you have going on break you so that'd be like if i walked into the kitchen and cranberry was somehow making my apple pie recipe but doing it better. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, they uh, uh, Linguini kicks all the rats out, including Remy, and tells him to fuck off and never come back. Uh, and Remy is devastated by this, and he's like, "You were right, Dad. I was. I should never have done that. I shouldn't. I should. I'm just a rat." Next evening, <laughs> ego is here. It's ego night, baby. Um, and Linguini is lost. Because he doesn't have a little chef anymore, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's panicking and locking himself in the office, and all the other chefs are like, Jesus fucking Christ, what do we do here? <laughs> Great. Is this guy okay? Um, Remy is watching all this, because, you know, he can't stay away still, and Emil's like, hey, what are you doing here? Um... You know, and then we Emil's like, "Hey, listen, man, you forget that guy. I'll t- I'll teach you the art of being a rat, man. Check this out. Look at this thing under here." And he goes to like get some cheese or whatever, and Remy notices, "Oh shit, it's a trap." Mister President's <laughs> Emil and ends up getting trapped by Skinner. Where, so Skinner puts him in the trunk of his car and says, "Listen here, rat, you are going to help <laughs> me create a new line of Skinner branded." frozen meals uh or i will kill you yeah what the fuck dude ego has, has sat down so much better than frozen meals like you could have at least done like the ready to eat like you know from kroger where you get the stuff where it's not frozen but all you have to do is literally cook it and it's, it's a so full funny. meal size and everything and it's like usually for two people like you could make so much at least if you're gonna fucking leech off the brand at least do something like that rather than like <laughs> lean cuisines. skinner is so not ambitious it's amazing no um, he, he, he wants no like foresight at all just enough to get himself like money yeah but he, not even he just wants to he, he only cares about advancing his own uh his own pocketbook he doesn't actually care about the art of cuisine oh, at all so he goes here and he has like a very confusing order where he's like the waiter is like sweating bullets and he goes i would like a a bit of perspective and he's like uh what does that mean sir and he has he goes through this whole metaphor and the waiter is just completely not picking it up and he just goes okay i i want whatever the chef will serve me i don't have a dinner order oh and he goes like oh okay so Skinner also orders Skinner has whatever ego is going to have because he's also there in disguise watching everything because of course he is um the kitchen staff keeps asking Linguini how to make his fucking soup that everyone loves and he's like I don't know I never wrote down the recipe and they're like well you and they're like what well like you remember how to make it right then if you didn't write it down you know how to make it and he goes no look 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 I don't know what I did because I didn't do it. <laughs> Whatever few, it is, it wasn't me. I entered a fugue state. Um, then he just like yeah. freaks out and, and and locks himself in the office. And boy, howdy. Um, this is and so this is when uh, the other rats free Remy. Yeah. Uh, from the trap, they they drop a gargoyle on Skinner's car to to rip open the trunk. <laughs> Yeah, holy shit, they fucking do. And yeah, Remy is like, you know what? Because Remy, while he was in jail, he had like a, a, a self-actualization with the, the conscience that manifests as Gusto's ghost. And all that, like he's he, he reached, he, he, he solved his character arc. 
as one often does when you're in a, in a position when you're trapped in jail like that. Um, what do you do? Mia, go, baby. So then he's like, "I gotta go. I gotta make. I gotta make things right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk in there, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna show everyone who I am." And Emil and his dad are like, "No, do not do that. <laughs> they are going to kill no. you." But we showed you this earlier. Uh, but the, he, the, he does, and he walks in, and Linguini leaps in to, to save him and explains everything to everyone. I love this scene. I love that, like, you set up, you set up like, ah, this is it. Everyone's going to be, it's going to be a weird situation, but everyone's going to gonna stick with Linguini, and, and all, of our, our, all of our friends in the kitchen are going are gonna to pull through. And after Linguini no. finishes explaining the no, deal, everyone's like, I love Hulse just like leaving. Dude, this broke him. That broke that man. Yeah. This kitchen was everything he had. Like, he's leaving. Uh, by the way, we, we didn't mention it, but the, the one, the funniest gag in the movie is, is Hulse's various stories about why he went to prison. Yeah. He, like, what is it? Defrauded a major corporation, robbed the biggest, biggest prank in. I killed, robbed yeah. the biggest bank in I Paris with a, a pencil with this thumb. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone. All leaves. of them have really have just such good backstories. They could each be their own entire movie. Everybody fucking leaves, including Colette. After some hesitation, she just can't deal with she, this. <laughs> she <laughs> raises her hand to slap him, and yeah, it was like, like no, no, he's not even worth that. It'll turn him on too much. <laughs> He no, he doesn't deserve that. And he doesn't deserve that as I go. Everyone leaves, and so it's just Remy and Linguini alone. But it's not not all is lost, uh, because the rats are here. Yeah, meanwhile, imagine being a customer right now, because it's been, like, yeah, probably a good say, couple hours. It's been a while. It's been, like, two hours since dinner started, right? And there's a lot of people out there. Uh, I guess maybe... The French are more patient because if this was in America, you would have people yelling and screaming and like beating the waiter to death at this point. I mean, there is um, that possibility, but we did see like from the host guy earlier when they were doing like this movie's version of Who's on First with him panicking and being like, they, they wanted to know what was new, so I told them I would check. I don't know that the people are that patient <laughs> just based on his level of panic. Yeah. Well, we don't see them being impatient, at least. They, everything, everything seems That's pretty a good calm point. out there on the dining floor. Uh, but the rats are here. And and Remy's dad's like, listen, kid, I was wrong about you. You've got guts. It takes guts to do this. So we're going to help you however we however we can. And Yeah, they, they managed to give us both things. It falling apart with the humans and everybody pulling together with the rats. Yes, and so we get rat kitchen. Yeah. Just... It's a lot. Um, it's so much. Is the thing Linguini it's so much. puts on some roller skates and goes to wait tables. I don't know why he's got the roller skates. Um, he likes to zoom. He likes to zoom. Colette is riding her motorcycle down and she's crying and and she's she nearly runs into traffic because she can't. Oh, it's all fucked up. But then. In the in the window of a shop, <laughs> she sees Gusto's book. Anyone can cook. She's like shit. Yeah, which is something that like we're never explicitly told, but I feel like Colette must have had. I mean, they all I'm sure did, but Colette at least seems like she must have had like a lot of respect for Gusto. Yeah, and which I like. This yeah, there's a and she this this makes her decide like you know fuck it we're gonna go I'm gonna go back 
Maybe that rat can cook. It's a crazy story, but you know what? And I love maybe I love her walking in, seeing the rats at work, and like just almost <laughs> throwing up. And when is like, "Oh, Colette, you came back." She's like, "Listen, listen to me. I can't think I don't... about what's happening right now, or I will die. I can only do. So you just tell me what to do." <laughs> uh, well, um, the rats in charge. So yes. Uh, the the rat will tell you what to do. Then now this is great because it's 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 a fu- it's such a funny joke because it's seeded earlier in the scene, very subtly because the, uh when Linguini is making his big big speech about the rat when he's introducing everyone to Remy, uh on the wall next to him taped up is a reminder that the health inspector is coming. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then the health inspector arrives when oh, the kid yeah. is well, full it's... of rats. It's the it's the reminder that's taped up, and we did have a shot of Skinner like earlier in the movie, I think, uh, calling and being like, "Hey, I'm pretty sure Gusto's has rats, but you can't get there till Thursday." God. Yeah, it's a very funny jo- uh, brick joke <laughs> set up there. So, Remy's dad and all the buff rats go to tie him up. <laughs> yes. They swarm his car. <laughs> this man is going to need therapy for the rest of his life. Right? Holy shit. Like, again, imagine imagine being that guy. Like, you're over here just doing your job. You got a tip that the restaurant probably had rats. All right, fine. We'll go check. It might have rats. We'll give them a bad grade, and they'll try to get shit cleaned up. Okay, cool. No. You got fucking mobbed, tied up, and tossed in a pantry. Yep. So, Remy has an idea on what to serve Ego. He's going to serve him the titular dish, ratatouille. Uh, but it is a peasant dish. Which... Oh, it's, the version that he yes. serves is actually more specifically called confit bialdi, which can take up to four hours, unlike the more rustic dish of oh, ratatouille, which shit. is usually in a skillet. So yeah, and this is um, this was created by the chef they had on to uh, to um, advise for the film. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 by fresh French chef Michel Girard, um, and it was written about in a a a a cookbook by celebrity chef Thomas Keller in the French Laundry huh. Cookbook. The French Laundry, of course, very very famous uh, L.A. restaurant, right? I I believe it's a French restaurant. Uh, okay. So yeah, this is this is like a That's this is like a, it's basically an elevated version of ratatouille. And so they they serve this to Ego. Yeah. And Skinner's like, what the fuck are they doing? That's what looks like it was Ratatouille. But he eats it, and he's transported back instantly to his childhood. Yeah, holy shit. To, like, a vague memory of when he, I guess, had been, like, beaten up by some bullies. I think he fell off his like, bike. Don't worry. I think he fell off his bike. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> and his mom was like, don't worry, honey. Everything will be okay. Here, let me ha- I made you some dinner. Remy, like, people joke the secret ingredient is love. Remy somehow found a way to cook a mother's love into the fucking dish. It's power of food, man. It can remind you of all yeah. sorts of things. And so, yeah, he loves it. He adores it. He finishes the whole plate. And Skinner tries it as well, and he's like, oh, my God, this is delicious. And so he busts yeah. into the kitchen. Who made that? Rat? And then he also gets uh, kidnapped. I love, yeah, the, just the quick shot of we see he has his own epiphany and then is like, no, no, stuff it down. Yes, like, nope, can't, ha- can't think about it, don't think about it, 
Uh, and then he gets uh, yeah, he gets he gets hogtied and thrown in the pantry. <laughs> so yeah, and Ego wants to talk to the chef, and Laguni is like about that. Okay, you can talk to the chef, but you have to promise to stay until literally everyone else is gone. And he's like, all right, all right fine, fine. Like, I'll just sit here and be mad and sip water. And. Yeah, it's funny because first Linguini comes out and he thinks Linguini is the chef and he's like, "Well, no, sir, I, I, I am not a cook. I'm just a waiter." And then Colette comes out later. And he's like, "Ah, you must be the chef." And she's like, "Nope, no." And they hold up the rat. <laughs> and he's like, "What? Like you can see, you can see it on his face. He has no idea what the fuck they're trying to pull on." Him. Yeah, he thinks he he straight up the narration straight up says he thought he was being pranked at first. Yeah, but uh, no. This is real. And they explain everything and they like should give him a demonstration. And I love that they, they said like he has no he has no motion on his face, no expression. He doesn't say anything other than asking a few like basic questions. Which I guess would yeah, just be the basics of like, okay, so how does this work? Stuff like that. Yeah. As opposed to the obvious what the fuck is going on. And then he says, Thank you for the meal and leaves. And so it's like, well, Whatever happens, happens. And so next morning, he writes his review. And he... I, I do like his review. I, I like this. I mean, look, Peter O'Toole is a good fucking actor. What can I say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he writes about the, the whole thing. He And he defends it. He's like, listen, this is a, I, I will stand in defense of this new crazy thing. Because fuck it. And, I and love he this. also does Rat Remy out. Yes. No, he actually, he does. He's, he explicitly okay, okay. does. Because then what he happens d- He is... doesn't let him out and then he doesn't say he's a rat. I thought he did. No, he avoids it. Are we sure? Okay, like, I was never quite clear. He compliments Remy, but he just refers to the chef as being brilliant. He never comes out and says Remy's a rat. Okay. Because I thought that Remy says like he also got disgraced or some shit. Yeah, he does. He gets because, disgraced. It wasn't because of the review, though. It was because when the health inspector got loose, of course, he's the health inspector. He told everybody the kitchen was filled with rats. So everybody no, no, yeah. looked down on Ego saying, well, how can you cr- uh, make such a glowing review of a rat-infested restaurant? Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Regardless. Either way. Be, uh, yeah, Gusto's is closed down because they didn't kill the health inspector and Skinner like they should have. Um, <laughs> threaten him. Just fucking t- weigh him down with rocks and throw him in the seine. He Way was just mad because they forgot his ranch. Yeah. God. And what the fuck? Then, yeah, you. Uh, what are you? Gusto's, what are you okay? Gusto's is closed because the kitchen was yeah. literally full of rats and yeah. but it's not all not all is bad because apparently ego used his money to fund uh linguini and remy's new restaurant la, la ratatouille. ratatouille yeah luckily for them uh ego is rich as shit yep i like when you, see, when find you out... see him later he's like he, he's looking way less pallid and his cheeks are less <laughs> yeah sunken. He's been eating good. He's wearing, he's wearing a fucking like turtleneck and a beret, and just the biggest smile you've ever seen. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm confused about. Is is do people know that La, Bistro La Ratatouille is run by a rat? Because I don't think they're exactly hiding it. it. It's I don't yeah. It's not clear. My guess is they must be leaving it to like a just like just don't worry about it kind of thing. 
I guess. Well, like they have a whole rat kitchen or rat um, dining area, yeah. Seating dining area, like up in the rafters. And also, they have a little rat stairway so Remy can look out the window. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and that's Ratatouille. It's a movie about food. Um, yeah, and we've got questions. Like we do. Indeed. We've got not on some questions that are thoroughly cursed. Actually, not as bad as last time, but not quite as bad. First, oh, from oh Side Lord, Mom. Some stuff. Y'all ever avoided a movie because of a bad initial watching its experience attempt? This is one I've not actually watched. It's the first time I tried. It was on a bad cam rip. Black and white handheld camera. Years and years ago. How, no. how do you even find a black and white camera in 2007? I mean, yeah, buy, and, yeah. I mean, you can buy black and white film for a handheld camera. I took a photography course in high like, school. I just, I just imagined just, like a, a fucking big ass film camera that someone was <laughs> hand cranking to record the screen. <laughs> um, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, there were a few movies I, I didn't. Uh, a Bug's Life is actually one uh, that I didn't watch oh. until we did it for this podcast. Because the fucking grasshoppers scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, that's fair. I, I mean, it took me years, that's entirely it took me fair. years to finish the original Jurassic Park when I was little because uh, the Dilophosaurus scene freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And also the eyes in the fireplace in Sleeping Beauty. That is, that is a creepy image. Right? Especially when you're little. Yeah. I, used to I, I don't know. I can't think of any movies off the top of my head that I did that with. Um, the closest might be when my dad had me watch Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like six. That's too oh, young. Sort of didn't That's watch too young to watch any... Johnny Depp get turned into a blood fountain. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. However, uh, my, uh, not I could watch that. that. My brother, uh, however, I could watch that all day long these days. My mom, <laughs> well, my mom used to say that scene cracked her up because she used to work at the uh, VA hospital when she was younger. So what? She was like, what? yeah, my mom did. Did but, people um, get turned into blood fountains there? Well, but I think she would get to that scene, and it's like all of her friends would be like freaking out, like, "Oh my god, so scary!" And my oh, okay. was like, "I'm just sitting there going, y'all know there's not that much blood in the human body, right?" Yeah, it is, it is a patently <laughs> okay, absurd scene. It's like it's like the blood, uh, the blood spray from the basement right. in Evil Dead Two. Funny, her friends. Yeah, were it out, is. But she thought that was funny. The thing is, it, it, Nightmare on Elm Street is a funny movie. It's always been like the funny Ooh. slasher. Yeah. No, yeah, Freddy's like, now that I'm older, Freddy's pretty good, but, like, when I was six, and my little brother was four, no. and my dad was tired of us yeah, making him no, watch little kid movies. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah Not the best. That's that's gonna be, you're not gonna sleep for a week after that. Minimum. Oh, uh, I was, like, I think that might be why I was scared of the dark up until, like, not that long ago. Yeah. I also, I also slept with a lamp in my room until I was, like, 16. Yep. I'm in my mid-30s, and if I have a fucked up enough dream, I'll turn on the bathroom light. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm still not the biggest fan of the dark, but I'm, like, at least past that now. Mostly. Aurora Hui asks, uh-huh. Who's the best rat? Who's f- uh, Radigan. Radigan's yeah, Radigan. Radigan's Radigan. pretty good. He's such a dramatic, like, he's a good villain, but he's also so fucking dramatic. I love it. Yeah, I think he's I'm so good. Radigan as well. He's yeah, a rat among men. I'm sorry, ah. I'm sorry. Uh, a really, really big mouse. I mean, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. See, he doesn't count. 
Uh, also, she says, kind of sucks that the head shit of Bistro La Ratatouille is going to die a couple years after it opens. Rats only live about four years. All he has to do is pump out a bunch of kids and train them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? A new subspecies of, like, Seth Rat. There you go. Virilor asks, who's the best raifu? I assume you're trying to say waifu and rat at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Gadget? Is she a yeah, rat? There's a, she's got she's a, a rodent. She's, she's got a cult. Mouse, but yeah, she's a rodent. Rodent uh, of some I don't know. I would say, I'll say Bianca. Oh, right, from Zootopia. Yeah. It's like, I guess no, a tie. I guess between... Rescuers. Oh, right. I think there's also a Bianca. First, there's first also a rat named Zootopia. Bianca in Zootopia. There was? I think she's a oh, okay. shrew. No, that's Fru-Fru. Yes. Her name is Fru-Fru. I don't know. Gadget's got a cult, so I'll give her my vote. She does have a cult. Um, <laughs> also true. from Viralore, what are your thoughts on Disney's first polycule? Don't think about Toy Story <laughs> or any other earlier Disney movies that help. Hide. Wait, what's the polycule in Toy Story? I don't know. Buzz, in Toy- is it Buzz, Woody, and Peep? Maybe? No. Buzz, Buzz is Smooch and Jesse, but not Woody. Woody isn't. So who... I don't know. Veer, get back what, to us. Here's the, the polycule yeah, in Toy Story. You're going to need to tell us what the what the Toy Story polycule is, because I don't actually know what it is. As far as my thoughts it's on the, the polycule, men. It's I, the still men. Know, I still want to know the go. question I asked earlier. It banks on whether or not the hair pulling is something that only affects Remy and Linguini, or if it extends to Colette as well. I mean, theoretically, it'd be anyone pulling his hair, I guess. Yeah. But depending on how it works, that can either work out really, really well in the bedroom or also really, really badly. Yeah. Well, you know. Pull on his hair and he, like, makes an entire just, souffle right there. Absolutely <laughs> talks her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> also, Viral asks, is this Disney's first mecha IP? Yes, moving on. I guess it is, yeah. What the fuck? Oh, okay. So, the okay, fox. So oh, the God, fox- this, is, this is a follow-up from, yeah, okay. So, the Fox and the Hound TV series, Smash Hit, was canceled after the third season. We couldn't have Copper say fuck. Gotta keep things family-friendly. True. But, of course, we did have him shoot a Rainbow Star missile into a defenseless city with the civilians' flesh melting off their bones as they painfully scream for help. No blood or guts, of course. Only family-friendly war crimes. Of course. So, same as last time, Love One Under at Risk, and you are pitching a new TV series to Disney. This time... You're pitching a Ratatouille series, and you have to integrate elements and themes from G Gundam, Hey Arnold, and Water Margin, <laughs> aka Outlaws of the Marsh, aka All Men Are Brothers. What are your pitches? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what that last one is. I don't think I've seen that. And I've never seen Gundam. I know Hey Arnold. It is a uh, G Gundam is the one where they Water, all have Gundam hang on after their countries. Water Margin is one of the earliest Chinese novels written in vernacular Mandarin. What? Oh. Huh. I don't know. I've never read Chinese novels from 1120 yeah, I got... AD. <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah, I got nothing there. Sorry. Whatever you're smoking, find a new dealer. Also, why G Gundam? Why the mm. why the silly one? Why see, not one bring, of the fucked up ones? Arnold. They bring up Hey Arnold, and the only thing I'm wondering now is, okay, uh, who would be most likely uh-huh. to have like a freakishly obsessive shrine built? With materials thrown out I'll by whoever love interest is. Skinner. So just tell me. I don't know. We know Skinner is an obsessive. I don't know, buddy. I'm sorry. 
Does I'm that so mean happy. he has like a shrine dedicated to Gusto with like his kitchen leavings? No, there we it go. would be it would be someone else. We haven't met the object. Or no, it would be too Linguini Mom, wouldn't it? It would be too Linguini. Oh, mom. maybe, yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. As for the G Gundam connection, uh, we get a bunch of chefs in from different countries. They make like a signature dish. Okay. And the one from Holland just has a giant um, what the windmill fuck? on it. What? I'm not reading this the... script. Oh, geez. Hang on a sec. Okay. Holy uh, by, shit. Nah. Nah. By, the rule of th- by the rule of three, I must do this again. I'm sorry, Nero, you picked this for the hungies, but we live in a post-Transformers world. None of these characters lay on the ground and make old man struggling to get up sounds for a solid <laughs> minute. Transformers G1, rip someone's heart out on screen, Transformers mm-hmm. Prime... Have a production mistake body swap for an episode. <laughs> any of the low budget Transformers seasons, obviously. Uh, nor does any of them have a moment that comes close to touching the. Sc- what? Have a moment that comes close to touching the screen from the first yeah. Michael Bay Transformers movie that. Yeah, All right. that oh, comes close to I the touching scene. The I touching I, scene. Hang on. Uh, this is all. This is a fucking brick and Morty bit. Holy shit. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go take a look. Like, I'm not reading. I'm not reading this. You can't make me read this. Yeah, We're let's gonna open yeah, a Patreon. No, and you have to pay me to read this. Let's, just go, to the, let's go to the actual question. Why didn't the that. tall chef just eat the short chef? Because uh, too many rat, Yeah. <laughs> this I can only hear that in the voice of that guy Lur from the Planet Omicron Percy I ate. Why doesn't Linguini, the tallest of the chefs, really eat the smaller chefs? And also, isn't there like a really bad disease you can get by cannibalizing human yeah, flesh? Yeah, uh, I feel like yeah, fuck, what's it I feel like I've heard that. Kuru it's being called. a Wendigo. It's called Kuru. Yeah, that. That's don't why. Eat, don't eat any prions, or your brain will start melting. Um, yeah, prions, that's also how you turn into for. a Wendigo. Yeah, no, no long pork on his menu. No. What is? Why are? Where are all these Transformers questions going from? And why is it? Why are you asking questions about fucking Kiss players? No. <laughs> We're, We're not putting talking a ban about on kiss players. More questions for the next movie. We're putting a ban on <laughs> bringing up kiss players ever. What is? What is? You can Google what is it on your own players? time, you little freak. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Deep Sea asks, "What if the bad guy from this film could make people vomit up their stomachs? Would this be? Wouldn't that be fucked up? Please, know this is tangentially related to a plot point in a Transformers comic? Is it?" What the? I don't remember that. That's shit. Because your what? stomach is connected, so you'd literally be bringing up not just your stomach, but most likely your intestines as well. And we know well, how I long su- those I are. I assume deep sea means just the content of their stomachs. Just the, I don't the, know. The ability to make vo- people vomit on command. Oh, wait, no. I remember this now. I remember this now. No. Yeah, this is fucked up. The Yeah, there's a guy in Transfers who can make people spit their brains out or something. Um, oh, that's but, insane. That's incredible. His name is... Um, Artie, why are you... honestly impressed that his brain, the brain is connected to the digestive system. Yeah, <laughs> I know, is, right? His brain, his name is Sunder. Um, he, like, turns you inside out. So, why are there so many transformers? Are all of you listening to Prime <laughs> Cuts now? <laughs> Beryllium <laughs> bologna or cesium salami? Uh, I like salami. Bologna. I'm behind. What is that? Yeah, same here. I like so salami. Cesium salami. Uh, who would win in a fight, Basil or Remy? I mean, Basil. Basil. I think Remy just by sheer luck, though. Because no. like Basil, well, I think Basil's thing would almost succeed at the last second by pure accident. Remy, like, 
slips on an ingredient or get, or knocks out Basil with a rogue ingredient completely by accident and walks away. If we're if we're talking about a fair fight, Basil, if he gets to his meat mech, <laughs> then Remy probably does just by oh, size. Yeah. If, if he has Linguini, then yes, he wins. Virilor says, so we all agree the only real rat in this movie is the guy who told everyone that mice were working in the kitchen. Yeah, that, that health inspector is going to die. That uh, yeah. Django, Remy's dad, is like working on that. Um, He's going to wake up to some shit in his bed. He is going to have his boys hack him into pieces and throw him in the river. <laughs> also, Virilor asks, how do you make this into a Fire Emblem X Diner Dash game? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that would even look like. I already, why you can are romance you the chef. I button. don't know. <laughs> there we go. Supports. Romance of the three restaurants. Yes. Uh, Orozuri asks, will little chef train the next generation of head sh- rat chefs? Yeah, they, he has to or else he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, this place shuts down like next year. Right. Is, is rat film in the cinematic universe of Airbud type films? No. No. Nah. I don't think so. No nah. sports. Look, there's no rule saying a rat can't play basketball or can't cook a meal. Unless Actually, they no, there like are rules for Iron that. Unless all, they did like Iron Chef with rats, that I could see. Or <laughs> uh, Also from Oratazui, could Remy do rat mech and other people, or do you think Linguini is just the only biomech he's compatible with? We discussed this. Linguini has a rare nerve disorder that allows this to happen. <laughs> now. Also, then, but of course, then the question becomes: Would that nerve disorder be passed on to his and Colette's kids potentially? Ooh, maybe. Ooh, yes, that exactly. A new subspecies of fucking ratatouille. Fucking ratatouille, the next generation. A new subspecies of the previous or the previous couple questions was: Will Little Chef train the next generation? Well, how can they train the next generation if they don't have meat mix to pilot? Exactly. So we get like a whole like. A whole subspecies of both that, like, yeah. years from now, just it's live a fucking, in a symbiotic relationship. It's, it's, a, it's, a new, yeah, it's a new yeah. It's a new evolution of a symbiotic organism. Best pasta. Any Ooh. pasta. I mean, yeah, I Every love, I pasta, pasta that there is. Pasta is awesome, but uh, if I had to, I'd say pasta carbonara is pretty bomb. Oh, no, no, no. I'd say two that my dad makes. One is shrimp and scallop pasta with, like, angel hair and lemon peel. It's really good. And then he also does the pasta, capital T, capital P. The well, because mom loved it a lot, so she called it the pasta. But it's like I got to bring home a whole pan of it last year from Christmas. It was amazing. What's but in it's it? basically like it's a penne pasta, hot Italian sausage, zucchini, lots of pecorino. Oh fuck, that sounds good. Oh, it's so fucking amazing. Dad made a pan just for me to bring home last year for Christmas, and like that was my dinner for almost a solid week, and I was oh. perfectly happy to eat that every day. Uh, I have always liked a good lasagna. Yeah, that's true. I like a the lasagna. That's <laughs> good and hearty. And finally, Virlor asks, "Are there other new type mice?" I mean, I think it it, all, it depends on the. I think it really more depends on the person than the than the rat. I think. Any, uh, maybe not. Maybe Remy is preternaturally, like, he can do it. Although we saw them training, so he's not like preternaturally talented. Yeah. So I think it, I think I think actually the new type in this equation is Linguini. Because he can bond with the yeah. with their partner. Yeah, he's he's the one. He's he's the special boy. 
Um, and that'll it, that's it for questions. So yeah, uh, yeah we real quick before we before we get into plugs and such, backing up to the last question, Ow! do y'all know about that pasta that was designed by a guy who designs cars? What? Wait, what? Yeah, there's a pasta designed by uh, Giorgetto uh, Giorgina. Giorgina. I am is bad it one at of the Italian names, ones? apparently. Yeah. <laughs> do what? Is it one of the wheel-shaped ones? No, it's actually, well, kind of. Hang on. It's called Pasta Maria. And let me see if I can... Already get off of me. <laughs> yeah, put a picture of the nuts in your chat. I, can... I want to see yeah, this. Show me the pot. Show me the car pasta. Yeah, hang on a sec. Not shopping. God damn it. Images, Google. Add to photos. There we go. Okay, now I can post it. Not in there. Just like copy the image. You don't have to save it. You just copy right. It. Just yeah, it's... It. Anyway. There we it. go. Okay. It's... It's that he has it like as a couple of different like loops so that it would like scoop the perfect amount of sauce with every noodle or so, some like, that's shit. Like one, that's like one noodle or is it like? Yeah, that's that's one noodle that like goes over and flips and flips back around. Huh. Yeah. It's that just seems like... like really depending on how big the noodle is. That does seem like really clunky. Yeah. I would have to like take, he I like would have to take it for a test drive to see how well he designed this yeah. noodle. All right, whichever one Which, of us manages like, to I'm actually to find that, if you even can, we need to report back. Yeah, and like it says, you know, it's designed to scoop out the perfect amount of sauce. Like sauces all have different consistencies. Is this like right. working with your creamier sauces? Like if I got pesto up on it, would it still get like the perfect amount? Or like an actual Alfredo sauce, or like then you have stuff like you know if you did a spaghetti sauce or like a bolognese, would it be yeah. too much? Because the meat and stuff would get up in there, or the chunky tomatoes would get up in the loops so yeah there's there's a lot going on um i almost went i almost started the questions over never mind all right Fuck. it's time for plugs car pasta is, is a thing that exists and i don't know what to do with that information <laughs> um other than i kind of want to try it so right? yeah i'm near you can follow me on twitter at dragon smoocher you can find my various other projects in various other places such as prime cuts if you liked all of the weird Transformers questions we received this week, <laughs> uh, you can listen to Prime Cuts at Prime Cuts Pod, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. We're doing G1 now. It's a hoot. Um, I, I also have Radio Free Heidelin, a comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast to do with my friend Jane, who that is at Heidelin Radio. Also with Jane, I did... Podcast of Power, a podcast about the 2018 She-Ra show on Netflix. Find all that over there. Yeah. I am Steven. You can find me on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. There's also Dad underscore Tastic, where I'll get back to posting eventually. Uh, I almost read off the Twitter for the the Twitter for this one, which is Disney Minus Pod still. There's also Resi Beats Pod, the Twitter for Resonant Beats, the actual play podcast that I'm in. We play interstitial and also sometimes some other stuff. And Artie, stop. Just stop. Uh, <laughs> there's also Cloth Wednesdays, where I just post the same picture of that new po crab Pokemon Cloth every Wednesday because he's cool. I'm Kat. You can find me on Twitter for now at Z-87. You can also find me, of course, on <laughs> Disney-Minus Minus Weeks with Steven, where we would have had a new episode up because we finally did the questions, except somebody <laughs> didn't realize that his wife moved the mouse over to one different room. Yeah. I was sitting there so like, eventually. I was sitting there looking around for it like last night, like going more thorough because I was like, I got to find this stupid mouse. And like, as I'm going to bed, finally realized, wait a minute, Julie worked at home a couple days ago. 
I mean, if it makes so that's sense, what... I've literally been walking around this apartment looking for my phone while talking on my phone. So yeah, I've done that. I've, I've accidentally. Looked, I've also looked for my glasses while wearing my glasses. Yep, I've uh, accidentally not been able to stop myself from pausing a conversation that I was having. I think it was with Julie at the time. So luckily, someone who already judges me anyway. But to say, wait a minute, hang on, I don't know where my phone is. Yep. Uh, Sean, who's been our guest host a couple of times, my friend of mine, he had to catch me with that at one point where I told him, hang on, I can't find my phone. And he's like, if you're in another state, how are you talking to me? <laughs> Shut up. Pretty much. Be nice. Be nice All right, to me. We got, the, uh, we got the randomizer next, don't we? Yeah, out of 574 options. Let's go. make like a holiday randomizer for this situation because, I mean, it's tis well, the are season. Gonna it, are we going to do it? Well, no, that's right, because by the time the next randomizer comes around, it will be closer to the holidays, or it will be the holidays, won't it? Uh, let me see. Well, it'll be after the holidays. It'll be that's past holidays. Be another month. Yeah, that's right, because our uh, we've, we're going to record again on the 11th, and, and then, then the next one would be, be Christmas Day. Year for Christmas, though. Yeah. Yeah, then the next episode we record when it's my pick would be Christmas Day, which I I feel safe in saying we're probably not going to record that. Day. No. Right. So, no, I'm, I'm with Nero then. Yeah, we should do the holiday randomizer. What do we have? 28. Uh, 28 options for Christmas movies. Go away calendar. I don't need you. Rude. <laughs> okay, give me number 19, which is Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Do we cheat and hit it again? No. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Well, try, well we gotta check that first. One sec. I'm pretty sure it is. I got a handful of those. Changes in pricing, whatever. I don't, okay. I'm not going to stop now. San. Wait, not. I'm spelling. Ow. Artie, what? Santa. Pause. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's on here. There was. Shit. There was Santa Buddies, The Legend of Santa Pause. In 2009. Then 2010 was The Search for Santa Paws. And then 2012 is Santa Paws 2, The Santa Puffs. <laughs> what the shit? Well. Hero, I hope you're happy. This is your fault. I'm fine with this, honestly. It's whatever. Yeah, um, okay. It is what it is. We brought this one ourselves, let's be honest. It'd it be what it do. It'll be, it's got to be better than Egg. You know what? You're not wrong. Uh, I don't know. Those, <laughs> well, it's better than it's better than somebody fucking up applesauce. Probably. Yeah, you know, All right. Pretty bad to be worse than Million Dollar Duck. Well, Penis. until next time when we take our first dip into the fucking Airbud cinematic universe. In the it middle of no less. Yes. Bothers me so much that Disney Plus has all of the Air Buddies movies, but does not have Air Bud. That's fucked up. That's Isn't the, it? That's the only one of those that's an actual, that could be called a real movie. Yeah, right? Oh, that's why we say fuck Disney at the end of every episode. That's right. Fuck, Grace, fuck Disney. Be out in a minute, buddy. Go. Rele hashtag release the air bud cut. <laughs> Actually, it's been a while since I checked. Let me check again. Let me, let me real quick check again, but I'm pretty sure that it has not changed. 
Yeah, nope, they still don't. <laughs> so yeah, fuck Disney extra. Fuck Disney. Hashtag, fuck Disney. hashtag free the bud. <laughs> free the bud. <laughs> free the bud.